1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, guys, my name is Walt, and I'm the co- I'm the co-host. Listen to me, I'm the host of this show. <laughs> my <laughs> my co-host is joining me from Gainesville, Chase Prince, dude. How you doing, Walter? Man, I'm doing great. I got out on the water this morning, uh, trying to uh, chip away at uh, the lead currently in the Yakking for Bass tournament. Uh, I was able to call out one fish. I, I lost a couple. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, they weren't, I mean, they would have been a little bit of an upgrade, maybe a couple inches, but in the end, I don't think it's going to matter. I'm I'm going to have to upgrade all my fish. It looks like, cause we got some really <laughs> uh, talented a- anglers in here already posting some good numbers. And s- some of the other guys haven't even got out on the water yet. And I know that they're going to blow it out of the water, so to speak as well. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. But before we get to that, guys, if this is your first time listening to the to the show, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening and, and choosing to uh, sit down and talk with us or listen to us this evening. We've had some stiff competition thus far, especially me putting up a huge goose egg after the first weekend. But we'll get to that. But in a, before we do, we need to make some announcements. First, guys, this podcast is brought to you by the Sportsman's Alliance. They are out there defending our hunting, fishing, coyote fishing, if you listened to that episode before, uh, and you know that inside joke. They're out there defending those rights on a daily basis. They're fighting legislation that, that seeks to prevent our outdoor lifestyle. And if you haven't joined up already, you need to get online, sportsmansalliance.com. Join. It's only $35 a year, and I guarantee you, you're getting your money's worth out of that. Also, we just recorded, and in fact, you're going to li- be listening to that episode before this one, Guys, if you enjoyed the episode with Luke where we did those live, if you're if you are excited about our YouTube channel and the dope things that we've got coming from that, then consider going to patreon.com forward slash chasing tales outdoors and contributing to the show. Chase drives from Gainesville two hours up here to see me and vice versa whenever we do these. And there's a, a lot of really awesome people across this region that we can go and hang out with and share their stories, share their experiences. And as that last episode showed you, the dynamic that happens 
when the three of us can get together or the two of us and, and the guests can get together and talk to those people, it's truly next level. It's a great dynamic to bring to the show and your help can, can bring more of those guests here because of the travel costs and everything that's associated with that. So consider patreon.com forward slash chasing tales outdoors. That's all the business. We're done with that. Now it's time for fun talk, Chase. Fun talk. Oh man, I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> excited to see where this goes. <laughs> we had a we had a guest that had to cancel on us and reschedule for another night. So what that means for you guys is you get to hear me and Chase in our new series that I just made up five seconds ago, Fun Talk with Walt and Chase. <laughs> nice. Nice. Improv. I like it. Yeah, that's it. Improv. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so what what what's good with you, man? What's going on? I know, but the listeners don't know how much fun you've been having outside uh, in your kayaks, what uh, what's new? What do you want to share? A couple of days ago, I saw a, that someone was selling a kayak on Facebook, the marketplace. Bought my kayak, as you know, last August and started getting out in it uh, this spring some and realized it wasn't the kayak that I thought it was. I But I basically bought it to be a beginner kayak uh, because I was like, well, if I don't like kayak fishing, then I'll just... Sure. Probably I'll sell it or I'll just keep it and in case I ever want to get out. I mean, there's some rivers and stuff like that near my house. So I was like, I can just kind of go out every now and then and I won't do that. But when I got out on it, I was like, man, I didn't realize how much fun kayak fishing actually was and how versatile it, it is. I've been out on the Gulf Coast. I've been bass fishing in it and I've really had a good time. But as I mentioned before on a podcast is I like to stand up a lot and the kayak that I had just wasn't allowing me to do that. It just didn't have the stability that I thought it was going to have. Been looking here and there for kayaks uh, whenever they come up and one, well actually two popped up. Uh, there was a gentleman selling two kayaks. Uh, they were the native Propel 10s and I was like, hmm, th- those kind of look interesting. So I went in like pretty much everybody does. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go to YouTube and check these check this kayak out <laughs> and and see what it has to offer. And as I was watching YouTube videos uh, and there were quite a few YouTube videos on it, I noticed that no one had anything bad to say about that kayak, which I thought was great. I mean, they did there I watched multiple reviews. I watched people take them out. And my only uh, hiccup was, can you stand up in it? I mean, it's a 10-foot kayak. It it weighs, I believe, 64 pounds. Uh, not loaded, obviously, when you start adding some stuff, batteries and things like that. I noticed that some of the guys that were doing these reviews were bigger than I was. And they had no problem standing up in the kayak and fishing out of it. And everybody that uh, did a review mentioned uh, how great the stability was and I, heck, I even saw there was a, a lady that has a YouTube channel, and I, I believe she's in her 60s, and she was standing up with no problem, sight casting and everything. And I was like, well, oh, wow. well, well, wait a second. Maybe uh, maybe, maybe this kayak will work. So I finally got in touch with a guy, and uh, unfortunately, the he had two, and one had like a f- few more upgrades than the other one. And somebody got there before I did and uh, picked that one up, but he, he did have the other one left, and it, it wasn't that much. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. When I, I can always buy those upgrades uh, a little bit right. later, uh, which I, I'll probably end up doing, uh, to be honest with you. I went and looked at this kayak. I mean, it's it's a beautiful blue color. It almost matches the Chasing Tails uh, blue, which is, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. 
Uh, and it was already, I mean, it already came with a GPS depth finder. Uh, it had an anchor trolley on it. Uh, it had an anchor stake. It came with an anchor stake. Uh, so it came with several things that I was, I was kind of hoping that it would already come with, uh, because one of the places that I fish, it's deeper. So I'm, I'm constantly looking at the depth finder and trying to find structure, uh, for bass fishing. And I'll, I'll need it some out fishing on the Gulf probably as well. I took it out today. Today was my maiden voyage. I got it last night and I said, I've got to take this thing out and I I need, (laughs) and I need to get some upgrades (laughs) for my fish as well. So I took it out uh, this morning. Since it's 10 foot, I don't need my, uh, I didn't really have to have a bed extender on my truck for the one that I had, but it was pushing 13 feet. So I added a bed extender. So now with a 10 footer, I can just pick it up, put it in the back of my truck. Oh, nice. One uh, ratchet strap holds it down tight. The only thing I really have to do is I just put the pedal drive in the truck um, because I don't want anything to happen to it because uh, that's probably the most important thing on the kayak. <laughs> but <laughs> I got out. I was I was actually, it was pretty much in the dark. It was kind of breaking daylight a little bit. was able to get everything out easy, get everything rocking and rolling, and I didn't have any issues setting it up. I mean, it was extremely easy to set up. Uh, it's the seat versatile like i said you can move it forward move it backwards for whatever you need the guy that actually had it he was six foot four he had nothing but uh good things to say about it he was actually the reason he the only reason he was selling it is because he was uh trying to buy a boat a little bit older gentleman and was having some back issues raved about the seat because he had back issues before he got that kayak Um, right but he was just looking for something else him and his son it was him and his son's kayaks um, so they, they were looking more into trying to get into some of the boating stuff, but I took it out and man, oh man, what a pleasure it was to have out on the water compared to <laughs> the Ascend I had. I mean, I've got the paddle with me, obviously, but I got out on the water and started messing around with the pedal drive. And now it takes a little bit of getting used to with the steering. Cause it, I mean, it's down there by your hand and you're moving it and sometimes, right. You get a, maybe get a little aggressive on, oh, man, I really need to turn this thing. Uh, but th- and that's one of the things that I do want to upgrade. Uh, the other kayak that he sold, it, it had an upgraded rudder, which was a little bit longer. And he said you can make a little bit sharper uh, turns. But, I mean, it still turned pretty sharp. I didn't, I didn't have any issues with that. But it, was, it took a little bit of getting used to moving around uh, out, on the, out on the water, especially when I kind of got close to some things, trying to, okay, what do I need to do? But it, it has that reverse. So you can reverse kind of move back from whatever you're on or what i love about it is you can kind of stay in place like if you're trying to fish a spot and right. it's not too windy and you're moving a little bit well then you can just backpedal and you're you're right back to where you want to be if you're in a spot where you're kind of wanting to hit some structure or anything like that and what was awesome which was the moment i'd been waiting for was i got around this bend and I'm like, hey, it's, it's time for me to stand up in this kayak. I'm, I want to stand up and see what happens. Uh, obviously, I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, well, I've, I've seen everybody stand up, so I'm pretty sure I'll be all right. So I get in this little cove, and I stand up, and I look down two bass, like 15 feet from me. And I'm like, oh, wow. I could tell one one looked like the bass that I had been catching that morning. I For some reason, I was stuck on like the number 14 and three quarters this morning because every bass I would pick up for the most part was 14 and three quarters. But I had actually just caught a fish kind of before that that was a little bit of an upgrade, but it is not going to, it's probably not going to do me any good in the end. 
But I moved it along, and then there was there was two bass there. One looked like the, like I said about a, the fourteen and three quarter I'd been catching, and one looked about three or so inches longer, and they're side by side. So and I'm like, okay, I'm I was like, oh, I'm standing up. So now's the moment of truth. Can I cast and can I get a fish in? Uh, well, I cast over to the fish. Well, which one do you think got to the <laughs> the bait first? It wasn't the trophy bass. It was not the trophy bass. <laughs> oh, the my. little one. I mean, he didn't even let that thing hit the water for a split second, and he jolted at it, and I set the hook on him. And the other one kind of just went off a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, as I was fighting that fish, I kind of got moved a little bit because I was standing up, and it kind of spooked the the bigger fish some. And I was like, well, maybe I'll come back later on in the day, but I ended up running out of time. But I was like, oh, my goodness, I have caught a fish standing up, didn't have any issues, <laughs> didn't fall out of the kayak. <laughs> right on, dude. So that was the moment I was like, man, I'm, I'm so glad that I, I made the decision to kind of switch over. And doing this tournament, it made me kind of realize that I missed some of the tournament fishing that I had done before because I, right. I'm, I'm a really competitive person. I was always competitive in sports. And so I was like, man – I really like this kayak fishing. I, I really think that uh, an upgrade would be nice. And if I start fishing more events, and then that, that'll definitely come in uh, handy. Uh, even if I got, like I said, a lot of times when you go out on the saltwater, you're, you're trying to do some sight fishing as well. Um, it definitely helps if you can stand up and you get that better vantage point to maybe be able to see some redfish or uh, stuff like that on the flats. So that's uh, so that's what I've uh, that's what I've been doing the last couple of days, man. Playing around with uh, this uh, new kayak that I got. So I've got I've got nothing good, nothing but good things to say about the, the Native <laughs> Ten. Uh, the the foot pedal is awesome, and then the stability is really good. So uh, I'm I'm as happy as I can be. No, for sure. I you know you you you've been doing nothing but raving about that thing all damn day, and it's 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 got me like real fired up because. You know, the biggest limitation to me, especially with kayak fishing, and this is a no-brainer, is those situations where you need to be able to, like, have a trolling motor to be able to have the ability to move and have your hands free, right? Like, you can't right. paddle and, and whatnot and, and or paddle and fish at the same time. And, you know, one of the things I face is I fish a lot of areas that a power pole wouldn't work. And I also fish a lot of areas where uh, an anchor wouldn't necessarily be ideal, right? Like, right. um a lot of the areas I fish are just chock full of trees and I can, you know, there's a variety of different ways to slip rig them and stuff like that, but, or, or slip rig them. But it's, it's one of those things where it just, it would be an, it's just annoying, you know, to, to stop what you're doing and, and pull up an anchor and then move down a little further. So, you know, it kind of regulates you to, to still days or areas without current. Um, you know, I was, we were fishing in like 20 feet of water the other day. So, yeah you're sitting here raving about this pedal system and I am just chomping at the bit. And I, I hope, uh, it's probably in vain, but I hope that the, uh, new canoe folks are listening right now and they'll drop this pivot drive early for me. So I, I can't, you know, they can, you know, it's, it's a modular system. So for the new canoe, what I love about it is I can just add on this pedal drive system that they've got coming out with a couple bolts that just, you know, with, you know, finger, finger wing nuts. And then I'll be in the same position as you, or if I don't want to be uh, pedaling that day and I want to paddle, I can, but you want to talk about opening up some areas, dude, if you can sit there and just, you know, pedal with your feet and let your arms relax. I mean, at worst case scenario, you can wear out your legs and then use your arms to come back. But 
what was that like? What was that fatigue pedaling today? Was was that would you even describe it as fatigue or was it just normal? Uh, normal, man. I, I really I thought about it for a little bit. Um, I thought about it for a little bit and I really didn't have an issue with it. And there was I, at one point I was way on the other end and I was having to get back pretty quick uh, to get back to the truck so I could go uh, pick up my kids from the wife didn't even feel bothered i mean it was moving at a good speed and i i who knows i may be sore tomorrow i don't know but i'm, I'm not feeling any of the effects right now and it, it was just a pleasure uh, that's really all i can say about it there's no uh, there was no issues and I, the the weird part the only weird part that i thought about for a little bit with the pedal is like i said you, your hands free and you're fishing. Well, when you go in reverse and you're moving your reel the other way, I, I had to think about that for a split second because I almost wanted to turn the reel, the, the reel backwards. <laughs> because you're moving your feet oh, so awesome. fast backwards yeah. sometimes, and it's like you're you're trying that, to reel at the same time, and you're almost like, wait a second, okay, I, I am doing this right. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like it's almost like that that game you used to play was like can you pat your head and, and rub your belly at the same time? Right. You know you're like reeling one way and then the opposite. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I'm like I am doing two things at once, but you're right. I mean <laughs> to be able to sit there and kind of move just that because like I said, sometimes you just meet, need to move just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And yeah, be able to, to to do something with a cast or whatever. Right. And it's I think that's a game changer for sure is being able to do that because I was, like I said, you're, you're fishing hands-free. You're, you're never, you're not reaching out for a paddle. The paddle's not in the way right. when you're trying to land a fish. Uh, it, it definitely opens up a, a, a big door uh, to more, I guess, say aggressive fishing was w- what right. I would call it. And I think it'll, it'll be good for, like you said, if you, even if you're out fishing the flats and you're like, Oh shoot, there's an oyster bar. Well, shoot, you can just start backpedaling. Yeah. You, you don't have to yep. worry about hitting it. Or worry about putting down your reel, trying to grab your paddle, and then you get stuck on an oyster bar or whatever because you were you were reeling across one to begin with. Uh, so it was it's a game changer. And I, like I said, I, I pedaled a bunch this morning. I was out there uh, for four or five hours and never had any issues. Well, I think the other thing it, it leads us to do, and this isn't something that you know I'm going to say this, and then guys, I don't want y'all to think we're going to be dropping several a week, but. One of the things that we've discussed doing and we'll probably do as it's convenient is uh, YouTube videos. Uh, and I think when I when I was out there fishing the other day, you know, one of the things that you learn after you shoot your first video is how much you move and how much of that is kind of nauseating right. on YouTube, like on the screen. So you do things to mitigate that movement, like wearing it on your chest so that your head can whip back and forth. Well, when you put it on your chest, the next the next thing that I've found is – you you have to twist your body because just because you cast to the right, well, they can't see that. All they see is you reeling your hand, so you're just watching a dude reel, and hopefully he sets the hook, you know? So I was thinking the other day, man, if I had pedal drive, because what would happen is I'd be in this perfect spot, and I would cast, and as you're reeling in like a crankbait, right, like that has a little bit of pull. Anything that's got any kind of resistance, if you're pulling through grass, it starts pulling you in towards where you want to be. Or like a, a slight gentle breeze will kick, will take take the backside of your kayak and kind of spin you around a little bit, and now that whole view that you were getting on ca- on camera is now gone. So I think that's for me like the second biggest benefit is going to be the ability just to kind of stay in place. You know, if I want to be twenty thirty feet from that tree, I can just toggle left and right, backwards and forwards on the pedal, and just hold myself in that spot. And there's no battery for a trolling motor. There's no electric whir from a trolling motor or anything like that. So you know, 
I, I'm I'm thrilled. What do you think about one of the things I I, I said when you bought that ten foot is um, it's only four feet longer than you are tall. Actually, less than that. So, what did you feel with a ten foot kayak? Did you feel like you had an appropriate amount of space? Uh, yes, I did because I felt like I mean I'm obviously some people want to hunt out of theirs and pull deer out or whatever, and, sure. I, and I may keep that ascend or. Uh, that I have it, just in case I ever want to do that. But as far as the fishing, it felt like everything was right there for me. You know what I mean? I could put stuff. Right. I, I had stuff for all my tackle kind of behind me. I could just reach right back, grab everything. Is where it was the ascend. It wasn't set up as well. And I felt like if I do whip back to grab something, then it, like I said, the, the stableness of it was, wasn't yeah. there. And I never wanted to do that. So I had like everything out in front of me. <laughs> Uh, which was kind of right. a pain, uh, especially when you're trying to measure a fish or get access to your rods or you're trying to find a place to stick them. Because it didn't have the best rod holder set up or anything either. Um, this one came with some uh, rod holders uh, that are adjustable and, and has a rod holder right beside you so you can put it down there. And uh, oh, nice. if you want to deal with the fish or if you're trying to change out lures, uh, that makes it really convenient. And it had and it had space to put stuff under the seat too, which the ascend right. didn't have that either. Uh, which I was like, oh, awesome! Now I got a place to stick my pliers. I got a place to stick my donkey leash. Right. All of it's out of the way. I know exactly where it's at to grab. It just made everything much more uh, convenient and easier to do. So that that's what I thought was just the best about it because a lot of times I don't plan stuff out i just start sticking things somewhere and I'm like oh wait what did i do with my um tackle bag oh wait it's way back here oh now i can't reach it or and th- there were some rod holders on that ascent that were like way up front and i'm like man i'm not putting anything up there if i've got to walk to go get that but the the space uh i, I didn't have an issue with it I, I actually like it better because i thought there was wasted space uh when i was fishing out of something that was 13 feet yeah i you know i think I don't think I would be comfortable with a 10 footer uh, because, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that the 10 foot kayak would handle like a good chop in the golf very well? Or do you feel like that would kind of be a, maybe it's tipping point of, of ability? No, the, the gentleman I bought it from, he was going out uh, on the Atlantic coast and said it took chop pretty well. Um, he, really? he, he just said he didn't have any issues. Uh, I, I actually, there was a guy that's on YouTube that he was out in the, a ton of chop with it and didn't have any issues with it. So I, I don't think it would have any issues with chop at all. Huh. Interesting. I mean, that that's a game changer then. If you can get away with a 10-foot kayak, I mean, that saves you. You're sitting at, at 20 pounds lighter on the hole than I am. I mean, mine's not heavy. It's a 13-foot kayak, and it only weighs 80 pounds, which is, like, ridiculously light for, right. for that big of a kayak. Um, my, I think my thing is, like, when I was looking at your setup and that photo that you sent me earlier today – where would you put a cooler big enough to hold like redfish and trout? Like I didn't see a whole lot of space for that. Uh, well, it it just depends on where you want to store. It. Like I was storing my tackle bag back there, uh, but right. you could technically you could get like the guy had on the other kayak. Like you could get something behind your seat that had all your tackle, and right. he put his cooler in the back, and that, that's where he put all of his fish. Like he had a gotcha. cooler that he could store in the back, and that's what he was telling me. He said, oh yeah, I put my cooler in the back, and that's where I put all my fish. Uh, my, my redfish or trout or whatever when I catch them. So, right. I mean, he wasn't having any issues. I think, like I said, it just kind of depends on maybe you have to buy a, a bag or something that kind of yeah. fits that. Yeah. But th- like I said, there was space underneath the seat. You know what I mean? I, I could have sure. put my plastics underneath there and, and there was plenty That's of room. 
I only put well, a few things there. Well, and you don't, there, and you don't take quite the arsenal. Yeah, and you don't take quite the arsenal saltwater fishing like you do bass fishing. I feel like. No, like, no, no. I mean, <laughs> like just, I got just it. topwater plug. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I got it right here, guys. That noise you hear right there, that is Chase's favorite topwater or uh, go-to saltwater bait. That's a, the chartreuse skitter walk. But that, that that's good to know, man, because I won't lie to you. Those smaller kayaks, man, that being able to like slip that thing in the back, my, my FS10 Ascend that I had, which had the same stability, similar stability issues that yours had, right. but it was a sit in. So you were kind of lower to the, yeah. to the, to the water to begin with. Yeah. Like a lower center of gravity. Um, I could put it in the back of my truck and dang near shut the truck door and just go down the road instead of putting it on top of the truck. Yeah. So I do miss that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you can, whenever we get together, you, you're feel free to try it out. I mean, you'll, I may have to, the only problem is, is that you'll be, itching to get one (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true they they do make they make they do make a another kayak that's in the 10 foot range it's the titan which it's obviously costs a little bit more but it's it's just a touch longer i think it's 10 foot eight inches uh and heavier and it's a little bit wider which is why it's it's uh a little bit heavier than the other one yeah and that one looks extremely stable i mean the guy was standing up on the sea i mean he was doing all kinds of stuff with it um right but so who knows maybe it's that. also it's also a um I, I was watching a video on it it's double roto roto molded so that they can have a little more aggressive angles and sharpness to it so instead of right. having to make everything rounded on the one you've got now the downside to that is this this 10 foot five is back up at the weight the weight uh of my 13 footer so yeah actually more i think it's 90 something pounds Oh, holy cow! Seriously? Yeah, yeah, it was. Dang, like, see, because they were go. talking about it because they were like, "Oh, well, the the native, the ten, oh yeah, is only hundred and twenty one pounds, right? One hundred and twenty one pounds for a ten foot kayak. My God! Yeah, yeah, it's you definitely have to have the uh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Well, the trolley, <laughs> the little yeah. trolley. If you're if you're going to be taking it very far, that's, that's true. That's, especially if you're as short as I am. My problem with these 35 inch kayaks is when I go to pick them up, they're only like four or five inches off the ground. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw I saw a guy with the with the one that I have. He had it lifted over his head walking, and he was holding it on his head as he was the walking titan? down. No, not the Titan. Uh, the, oh, the, the propel, your propel, the tin. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. And like I said, I just picked it up out of the back of my truck and was able to take it down to where I was going by myself. So that was de- that was another plus because that uh, Ascend was heavier and bulkier and it was just harder. I, I feel like I, it's kind of functional for what I do or, or h- how I want to fish. Um, so that, right. that that's kind of was one of the other reasons uh, why I got it. And who knows? Uh, you, you know me. I'm <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, it's the flavor of the week, you know what I mean, or whatever. I could could find something different or whatnot, but I feel like I'm going to be sticking with this one for a while because uh, I just like uh, everything about it right now. Who knows? Maybe I'll find something uh, a little bit later doing something that uh, I may not like. But uh, as far as what I'm doing right now, I think it'll be uh, plenty fine, and I've got I've got plenty of room in it uh, for like up front, and it's got that cup holder which I always need as a cup holder, but I guess you can oh, yeah. buy the, uh, the yak attack attachments as well, which I, I'll probably end up doing. That's probably one of the things I will do is buying one of those. I mean, cause it's right on top of the drive. So if, and you, the thing with that is most people don't lock it down, uh, or that hatch down. So if you do hit something, it's up, um, it makes sense. and you don't damage anything. So if I did that, then the drink's probably going bye-bye. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of in the way if you, if you're trying to, uh, measure fit sometimes i have to move it whenever i want to measure 
uh, fish. So I did notice that. So I'll probably end up buying a, one of the cup holder attachments for sure. But right. it's not like a super inconvenience because most of the fish well, that I was catching today, I didn't need to measure. I could just throw it back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like, uh, do you feel like, uh, kayak bass fishing tournaments next year are, uh, in the works for you? Yes. I, I didn't realize how big it was until we started looking yeah. into it. And I was like, yeah. they're there's basically a tournament once a month that you can get into at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying there for, for the whole month, like a month long tournament. Right. Now th- yeah. there's also a bunch of ones that are like weekend long tournaments at specific sites and stuff like that. But there's a bunch of like, you just, you just have to fish a public area. You have the whole month to, to post. And uh, I noticed that I was like, wow. I was like, well, that, that just opens up the door. Cause you're, you're not limited to like a weekend or whatever to it, whatever your schedules is. You just go out whenever you can go out, which I thought was awesome. So I definitely can see myself doing that. And who knows, maybe, uh, I'll, I may even try to fish, uh, some of the, the inshore stuff as well from time to time, just to, depending on where it's at. But I, yeah, I really like the concept of those, uh, the, the tourney X, how it's set up. Cause I was yeah. playing around with it whenever we first downloaded the app and I was trying to, I was looking at, uh, tournaments and how many tournaments were on that thing. I'm like, oh dude, my it's crazy. Goodness. They got a countdown clock at the top. And for, if you log in attorney X, if you've never done it before, there's a countdown clock at the top and it's like how, how much longer till another, um, another tournament begins. I've never seen it past 24 hours. Have you? No, no. Yeah. No, There's I, I always don't. something somewhere like dropping, and then they've got they've got oh you know for our Texas listener, gosh his name eludes us. We're gonna try and have him on the show. We talked about it. Um, he's a big red fisherman out of Texas, right? And uh, just so you know, Dunn. There's right? a kayak, huh? Dunn is it Justin Dunn? Dunn, Justin Dunn. There you go. Good memory. There's a kayak like redfish tournament where you can fish and all like once a month you can qualify and if you win one of your tournaments you can go to the championship. There's like five thousand dollars on the line for the championship, so you know that's something I'm going to be going after hardcore next year. I don't know how much of the the bass fishing. I just realized I totally hijacked that for you, but I don't know how much of the bass fishing tournaments attorneys I might do, but. I would geek out on the opportunity to try and be competitive in those redfish tournaments, kayak fishing tournaments. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, it's fun. Like I said, I, I fished some of them uh, out of a boat, uh, never out of a kayak, but uh, they were always fun. I always had a good time. Uh, and it, like I said, you, it makes you go out more. Like when you sign up for something, you're like, oh, well, I need to go out instead of maybe like, eh, I'm not going to go out today or whatever. You're like, oh, no, I'm, I've got to go out because I signed up for this tournament and I want to have a good showing or want to see how I stack up. So that's that's what I like about it. And I've got – when I started looking, I was like, man, there there is a lot more like public lakes around me than I realized that were within like 30 to 45 minutes of my house. So when I started looking at that, I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to take some time, especially after we get done with our little tournament. Uh, I'm going to take some time, and I'm just going to start hitting up some of those lakes from time to time and see if I can get them figured out. And if I can, then, like I said, I'll, I'll probably start entering some of those uh, tournaments. But it just depends, and it all depends on how uh, some schedules and, like I said, what, what the tournament is. If it's a month long, then that makes it more convenient for me. So... I won't have yeah. to go like super hardcore, uh, like like I like I, I want to do uh, for most of it. 
so that that's what i like about it but as the red the redfish stuff i I like red fishing and all of that and if it's local then i'll probably do it i just don't see myself traveling to a lot of places to fish uh for the reds because i i feel like a lot of times you got to go out and like pre-fish salt water (laughs) a little bit more right yeah, 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 for sure. Especially areas they they can be kind of seasonal. I think, I think when I looked at it though, it was like fish wherever you are for the for the monthlies, and then there was a okay. destination location for the for the championship. So yeah, you that's know, not bad. on the on the off chance someone beats us in any of the monthly tournaments, <laughs> we we would just you know have to go down there and um, you know take off three or four days in advance and just you know get a hotel room. Uh, and and just fish our fish our butts off, you know. Prior to that tournament, you know, try and get as much local knowledge. I think it was like, I think the championship was like in Tampa, though, dude. Like, I don't think it was far from us. It, it would make sense that it would be in an area loaded with redfish, but you know, that also could be Louisiana or Texas, right? Yeah. So yeah, I got. I mean, I got nothing on that. So. <laughs> so, but the just the just being, you're going to be doing tournaments. I know. My competitive side has come out full bore because I cannot sleep at night right now. We we are we are what five days into this freaking tournament. Yep. And I am fishless. I have not been able this I have had probably the worst couple days fishing I have ever had with the like with the exception of like any kind of trip where there was some catastrophe, right? Like just right. sheer ability to catch fish. I had some had some great company, but I cannot land a fish. In fact, I hooked into a fish, and I got this on YouTube on video, and hopefully it'll make a, a YouTube video eventually. But I hooked into what would have been my personal best, and she tore off, screamed with the drag. She got up to the side of the boat, maybe six feet from me, and spit the hook. And I was just like, I was just sick to my stomach. I'm just sitting here thinking, this is it. This is <laughs> you. You've done it. You finally hooked into a fish, and it's a big one. I mean, this fish was a football, dude. She was huge, and she spit that hook. And I swear to you. The next like forty five seconds were just silence for me. I was just, <laughs> I was just so like d- distraught <laughs> with the way that happened, you know. But right, you know, this is kind of one of the reasons why we said we were going to do a, a month long tournament, though. You know, I'm as you as you've uh, assured me multitudes uh, of time, multitude of times over now. I've still got. What twenty six days to fish? Twenty five days to fish? Yeah, twenty five days to fish. I I'm not I'm not sweating it. No, no, no. You, you definitely do. Uh, from what I've found, which like I said, I'm laid back for the most part. Anyways, I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. But it, <laughs> I lost a couple of fish today that probably. I mean, like I said, but then I realized I was like, you know, at the end of the day, that that, that may not have made that much of a difference at the end. I just need to keep. I'm. I know I need to get into them twenty something inch fish, so I, right. I don't. I'm not even letting any any fish I lose. I'm not letting it bother me. Like it's it's just on to the next fish, on to the next fish. Right. Keep going. Right. I mean, I caught I caught a ton of fish today, and I mean, it, it wasn't for lack of not catching fish. But sometimes you just you have those days where you go out and you, you're slaying fish, but it, there's the the quality that you're trying to look for is you're not getting. And then some right. days you go out and you catch two or three, but they were slobs so it, yeah it's kind of weird how that happens so i'm kind of looking forward to that and I, I feel like i'm gonna i've been changing my stuff up and I, like i said i'm still catching fish on all top water and swim baits and worms uh, it's not for lack of like switching up my arsenal 
uh, I may just have to maybe I have to move on to a new lake or something, and may, maybe that that's what it takes for me to get on some of the bigger fish. I don't know. Um, well, let's let's talk on that though. I think that's a good a natural segue for us. Is what have you been doing thus far to catch fish, and what are your plans moving forward? Because we talked about you know on all the episodes we did before, like oh we're gonna land five fish and we're gonna have all these inches. And my buddy, who's a Marine, says all good plans are great until you have first contact, and then it's all one big shit show, you know? So, right. you know, we've we've made first contact. I got my teeth knocked in. You're doing pretty well right now. What what are you going to do to adjust to where you can catch bigger fish? Because today, you were fishing with big worms, and you were catching brim. Yeah, yeah, I did catch a brim. <laughs> I, and, I, dude, I had on, it was <laughs> at least a 10-inch worm. <laughs> And I, I've caught several fish that were like 12 <laughs> inches long with it. I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do here? I, and like I said, I'm trying to use my, my depth finder and stuff like that, finding some structure and casting down where it's got to drop like 30 feet, hoping to, to pull just an absolute giant out of the darkness. But it's just, just hadn't happened yet. Uh, I, I don't even, I haven't even hooked into what I would call like a big fish yet. You know what I mean? Like haven't even where I thought, oh, oh goodness, I I felt that felt good or lost it or whatnot. Right. I mean, right. the biggest fish I think I've hooked into probably has been about 17, 18 inches maybe, um, which would help me right now. But uh, I, I just, it, it's kind of hard. I mean, obviously I've been watching every YouTube video I can possibly watch about summertime <laughs> bassing. Do I need to go out at night? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to definitely try to pull out all the stops or, and uh, what are the prime baits for now? And But, I mean, you can watch all the videos, and somebody says one thing, somebody else is saying the other. Somebody's saying yeah. light colors, somebody's saying dark colors, somebody's saying right. use a spinner bait, somebody's saying use uh, a cranking bait. And I, I'm just going to keep switching it up. And, like I said, I'm going to have to uh, – I, I feel like I'm probably going to have to move to some different spots is, is what I feel like I'm probably going to have to do. Um, I'm still going to fish that spot. Um a few more times, but I feel like I, I'm going to have to move on from there. And there's still a lake kind of by my house that I, I need to hit that up. I, I've never really caught anything big out there, but I feel like I can get an upgrade or two out there from where I'm currently at. And then I've talked to some people and I know that there's some lakes closer to my house. I mean, they're not giving me any like tips or anything. They're just like, Oh, have you tried this lake? Have you tried that lake? And I was like, I didn't even know that lake was there right so uh, I'm, I'm probably going to try out some new lakes and as far as the baits i'm like i said i'm i i've see i've watched some other people and they're catching good fish on those baits so i i think it's kind of a product of where you're at and you you, you never know what might happen with that next cast to be honest with you uh, i've had right. that happen plenty of times where you throw out and you're like oh yeah yeah that kind of looks like a good spot and then boom you you hook into a five or six pounder or you're right. running uh, uh, something new that you're like, oh, you, it's like, ah, uh, let me throw the buzzbait one time. And you run it across top water, something smacks it, and you pull up a seven-pounder. Right. I mean, so it, it's it's probably going to take a little bit of luck <laughs> as well. But <laughs> a part of that is being out there. Like, I'm still, yeah. I'm going to go out a bunch, and I figure like, my, my opportunities are, get higher the more I go out of landing uh, a couple of these fish. That That's what I'm going to do is I'm going to just keep grinding. It's it's not a matter of what bait to use or whatnot. It's right, just I, right. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to keep grinding and keep working and I'm going to get it figured out. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm at where I thought I would be. I mean, when we had that podcast thinking, Hey, where are you going to be the first week or whatever? I'm exactly <laughs> where I said I was be. Maybe yeah. I jinxed myself. So, or maybe if I'd have said a hundred inches, then maybe I would be at zero inches right now. Um, who knows? But I knew I could, like I said, I went out and caught 20 something fish today where I was at. Um, and, but like I said, they were all just those 14 and three quarter, uh, 15 where I wasn't getting any upgrades. Um, so I, I've got to get on some uh, bigger fish. Who knows? Maybe I need to, <laughs> I'm, like I said, I, I'm just going to have to travel somewhere, uh, probably and see if I can't get on some bigger fish. How about you? So you are, like you said, you're, you're sitting at the big goose egg right now, uh, which is good because you've, you, you any fish you get, you're, you're going to like exponentially <laughs> add to your total, yeah. but you, you've, I, I don't, I mean, you've got a couple of places you're fishing and, but you've got some, some lakes and stuff around you, or are you going to switch it up? You're going to try to fish some different parts of the lake that we were on the other day. Uh, what's your plans? Because you told everybody that you were winning this tournament. I specifically remember <laughs> from that podcast that you, you said you were going to win this tournament. So what's it going to take? What What are you going to do? Well, it's going to take five fish over 20 inches. So, <laughs> <laughs> At I least. mean, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think right it's going to take five fish over like 22 inches yeah. or more. <laughs> I mean, right now I'm taking solace in the fact that I'm in the top 20 of this tournament. Um, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a 36 way tie for 18th or 17th place right now. <laughs> and that's because, um, uh, the, most of those people probably hadn't put a line in the water yet. So. No, no, I, I'm looking at some of their names and I know they haven't put any line in the water and this will all change this weekend there'll be some more uh some more fish registered you know it crazy side note there's 106 fish that have been submitted to this tournament already which is an average of two per angler which is just crazy but um you know i'm looking at you you're sitting at sixth place right now with 75 inches you're only you're only 14 inches 14 and a quarter behind first for me, I feel like I have a good process and I need to continue with that process, which is not lingering in any one space for too long. And, you know, we, we went and hit a, a spot yesterday that just, not yesterday, it was Saturday, I think. We hit a spot that just looked like it should have had what we wanted. It had deep water up against a big flat that had varying depths of water and, and structure and lily pads up against a deep shelf. And it just looked like it would hold fish. But when we got there, that water was so dirty. I mean, I just, and, and the bite was soft. You know, you had a couple pops on top water and it just wasn't what I expected it to be. And, you know, I got to thinking uh, about water temperature. You know, that has been my biggest thing. You know, I, when we started this tournament, we said to people that you are going, the Northerners are going to have an advantage for a variety of reasons, one of which being water temperature. I mean, that affects everything up there. They're on the spawn. They're they're fishing in 60-degree water. I talked to my buddy up in PA, um, not Austin and Charles, but another buddy of mine. And I think he was fishing in 69-degree surface temperatures. I mean, in contrast... When we left the other day, what was it, 92? Yeah, yeah, it was it was around yeah. that 90-degree mark for sure. So, you know, I, I feel like right now I'm at a bit of an, a disadvantage because a lot of our fish are going to be in some kind of deep water pattern. They're going to be in a pattern where, you know, there's cooler water, grass on the bottom that's producing oxygen because, as everybody knows, and in, in the event you, the listeners don't know, if you hit 85 degrees, once you surpass 85 degrees – you, you start to exponentially lose the amount of dissolved oxygen in the water. 
you know, dissolved oxygen is a gas, and the hotter the gas is just kind of like your Coke Cola sitting on the hood of your, uh, of your truck. The hotter it gets, the more pressure that's built up inside there. That's because the Coke can't hold the, the gas, the carbonation. So, you know, for me, I'm going to have to fish some, some areas where fish have access to that deep water. Um, so what am I going to do differently? I'm going to be fishing real steep edges where there's some kind of structure up shallow where fish can kind of mosey up and catch things, uh, to, to come up and strike things as, as a school of shad or something comes by. You know, I think, I think I'm going to end up fishing on the bottom real slow in big baits. Um, probably not going to run a worm under 10 and a half inches. In fact, I got a, a bag of zoom baits right here. They're old monster 10.5 June bug curly tails. And they're in the June bug color, and I'm going to run a 5-aught hook with like a quarter ounce uh, bait on there. And I'm going to run it Bama Bass style. If y'all don't know who that is, that's a YouTuber that's just got an incredibly good YouTube channel. And he puts all his information out there. And one of the things he showed me was, you know, fishing deep, fishing structure, and his method for going through there. And I'm going to apply that. I'm going to continue to fish Talquin. I'm going to fish some areas that probably Everett actually told us on the on a, on the podcast we did with him. Everett Park was that he catches a lot of fish in Southwest Georgia in that eight to twelve feet of water. So I'm not going to be doing anything crazy, but I'm probably going to you know rely on, on the the topographical maps that are on my phone and try and pick out some spots. And I'll probably burn through them pretty quickly. The uh, outside of that, I've got another contingency, and that is. A listener of the podcast, ironically, a guy that's been listening for a long time and does a lot of these kayak bass fishing tournaments, invited me to go night fishing with him. And I am very optimistic for this because a lot of these lakes around here are real shallow lakes and the fish get big, which means the fish are eating. They're just eating at a different time in which we're catching them. So night fishing could provide me an edge that could get me on the board with some of those big fish. And he sent me some photos they're pretty impressive what he catches out there. So that's kind of been something I've been hanging on to for a little while. I haven't told anybody. Ah, I got to keep that ace up the sleeve. But uh, <laughs> um, I think by the end of this week, I'll have my five fish on the board. I said I wanted five fish, I believe, at the end of week one. And I think I'll have them. I'm not worried, super worried about it. It was frustrating in the moment. But in hindsight, we're okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just got to keep grinding. Keep, yeah. keep fishing and don't don't let it get to you. And no. You could catch no, five I mean, it, fish in five consecutive casts, and bam, you're, yeah. you're right there. It, right, right. Well, and and it could be worse. I could be like Austin, where I just now like surpassed my wife with a fish. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> his wife took the lead uh, like day one, hour one of, of daylight, and uh, he had to go out three more days in a row to catch a second fish. So right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she wasn't even cool. fishing. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I was. Wasn't I actually the first person to actually post a fish for the tournament? Yeah. I may not have been the first person to catch one because, like I said, you control people by putting stuff in your live well. But I was yeah. so nervous about using the live well, I was like, eh, "Let me just go ahead and post this thing real quick, just to make sure." I, yeah. I don't want to be holding on to these fish at the end of the day and then go to it's like, "Oh, where did the fish go? There something happened yeah. with the app or something dumb?" I was like, "I'm posting these suckers." <laughs> Yeah, no, you were the first person. Not by much, but you were the first person. Uh, you know, Greg Greg got me there for a minute. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden I get a post from Greg Godfrey on Facebook. On my phone, I'm I'm trying to pull up the Navionics maps, and I look at it, and he's edit, he's Photoshopped the standings to where he's got, like, five 20-inch fish, and he's already at, like, 104 yeah, inches. I did see and that. And I'm like, what? 
You've got to be kidding me. He's like, he's like, the early bird gets the worm. I'm already done fishing it. And it was like at what, like 9 o'clock in the morning or something like no, that? No, it was even earlier than that. Oh, it was wow. like 7, 45, 8 o'clock, dude. Yeah. We had just gotten out there because Luke had just set the hook in that tree stump, remember? Right. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, you, you yeah. said something about He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, Greg's got like 100 and something inches already. And I'm like, that's fake news. Fake news. No way. <laughs> already 100 something inches? I was like, come on. And then at that it was fake news, but he he's doing yeah. good himself. Like he's up there in the uh, seventy nine inches right now. But we're all gonna have to push it and upgrade these fish. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, as yeah. Far, as far as the commentators, I don't know where we're gonna end up, but or I meant the what is it the content create the creators. Yep. Uh, and yep. Th- they're planning on doing a, a fishing event maybe next weekend or something like that. Yep. And going yeah. to some good lakes, so who knows? They could all bump up there and be sitting at a hundred inches uh, by the end of that. So we'll see. Only time will tell. But the best part about it is the suspense that you have for another twenty-five days <laughs> to see what happens, yeah. and then a few people could fish because we got some guys on here that they could fish the last weekend and probably surpass everybody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're they're yeah. that good, and they're you talking about me again? No, no, no. I was um, <laughs> um, beside you. That was implied. But, oh, other, in, in addition to me. Yeah, I got yeah, you. That was, I understand it was implied that. that I was talking to him. Sorry. You, you, sorry. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about that. So <laughs> I think they're going to put up some big numbers. I would love to see some real big numbers. I mean, I think that would be awesome oh, for yeah. somebody to just um, blow it out of the water. Absolutely. And for they're, sure. They're, like I say, there's some guys that are fishing uh, this weekend. So uh, be, uh, be on the lookout every day for that leaderboard to change for sure. Well, the funny thing is it didn't really shift much Saturday. It wasn't until, like, Sunday evening. All of a sudden, I'm right. sitting here with my email exploding with people submitting fish. So, And right now, dude, I, I only, the, only the top five anglers have submitted a fish over 12 inches. Everybody from 8 on down to 16 has at least submitted a 12-inch or smaller. So, oh, wow. you know, it, it there's not a whole lot of separation it goes 90 inches 85 83 83 and then it's everybody in the 70s through 60s so right. there is a lot of shaking uh to 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 be to be had and I, like you said there's a couple of those guys that i have a feeling when they get out there it that 100 inch mark's going to get broken yeah 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 no doubt quickly yeah, the, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have any doubt either as long as i beat all the creators i don't really care yeah yeah well good luck <laughs> as it is right now i'm uh what let's see i'm 76 and a half inches behind, no i'm 79 and a quarter inches behind so yep greg godfrey yeah. so yeah for sure no um to do. yeah greg yeah so it's it's gonna be a good deal well, what 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 bait what different bait are you gonna run because i'm sitting here looking on my my desk right now and i've got one that i bought it was a bit of an impulse buy it was kind of expensive i didn't expect to buy this but i did and i've got a theory as to why it's going to work what are you doing anything like experimental to try and put yourself on a bigger fish tried to use a chatterbait some today i I don't really use chatterbaits very much uh, but i didn't have any success with it um but who knows maybe it was just because uh, i I wouldn't where I was fishing, I probably wouldn't. I know they're kind of a, a bait that you got to use in certain conditions and stuff. And it wasn't windy. I know a lot of people like to use it when when there's a bunch of wind or you got a bunch of cover that you're fishing around. And I, I didn't really have that. Uh, the only thing that I think that I may do is I'm going to go to a bigger swim bait. 
because I'm, I'm running okay. like a three and a half, four inch swim bait right now. And I feel like maybe uh, if I put on one of those, because when we would, when I would catch some big bass, like off of when you're fishing shiners and stuff like that, I mean, they're, they're absolute slobs. I mean, you're talking about 12, 13 inch live shiners uh, that you're catching big bass on. So I'm like, well, who knows? Maybe I need to go California style and get me some, a couple of big old swim baits and start, uh, start trying those out and see if I can't coax some of those bigger fish out. Cause I, I know they're there. Uh, I've caught them before. Um, so that, that's really the only thing I, I plan on kind of, uh, adding. and I haven't really, uh, it's, it's kind of deep where I'm at. I, I can't really use like crankbaits or whatever, unless I'm, I don't have any that I can get down to like 30 foot of water. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm sticking with what I got. And then what I'm doing is I'm going to plan on maybe try some lakes where I can do that, you know, where, where it's not as deep. And, and try to try to involve some of those other baits and see if I can't get on some uh, bigger fish. So, what what was the bait that you were that you got in mind that you're going to try out? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about your idea. I was at Walmart the other day. I was thinking about your idea about paddle tails, and for some reason, I'm just skeptical of paddle tails. Maybe it's fear. I don't know. Like, just it's such an unknown thing. But maybe that doesn't even jive because what I what I bought is so outside the norm for me. I was thinking about the issue that we had the other day, and that was. how dark the water was and that's something i'm not going to be able to really get away from and so i was thinking you know bright colors but also noise i need something that's going to make some noise and i saw this rapala x wrap and it's a slash bait i I guess you'd call it a twitch bait or whatever it runs four to six feet deep it says and um it's about oh i don't know i'd say three and a half inches long but it's like this chartreuse with pink with like this holographic core that's green and, and white and it's got a little skirt on the tail of it. And I was just I was thinking the other day, man, on these prairie pothole lakes that I've got, where that water's kinda dirty and you've got these these open areas where there's this long line of some kind of grass or like lily pads, but you're in eight feet of water, right? Like it's it's fairly deep. I was just thinking that maybe this would make sense as something that I could rip over the top of a tree in that darker water if I could find it or rip along a grass line. And I just, I've got a feeling that I'm probably not going to catch many fish on this, but I have a feeling that whatever I catch on there is probably going to be a, a fairly decent um, fish. So stay tuned for that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to, you know, I've never hidden it from anybody here that I'm not necessarily the, the best bass fisherman. So anything that I step outside of my box and I find success on, or I can give you some opinions on afterwards, I'm going to be sure to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything to hide. Something works yeah, for me. Uh-uh. I'll, I'll tell everybody. Hey, try that. I've already yeah. been telling somebody. Hey, uh, June bug was working the other day, or watermelon, or yeah, I, or yeah. I'm catching them on everything. So just throw the kitchen kitchen sink at them and see what yeah. they're biting. Olive, so. olive green is what this is called. Olive green, and I think it's got like six beads in there. I don't know if you guys can pull it out real quick. I don't know if the mic's gonna pick it up, but it's loud. Like this is, it's like, yeah. Can you hear that? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's loud. I was surprised. Like, all the slash baits that I've got, all the Rapalas that I do have, and I've got a couple of them, I just never use them. They don't make any noise. They're just they're just profile. They just, right. you know, you'd rip them through there. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. We'll see. I think that noise helps. I mean, like I said, when I was fishing topwater the other night, I mean, I, I caught a ton of fish on topwater, like right, the last, you know, that last 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Right. And I, they were killing that topwater bait, uh, that rat rapala skitter walk i mean it makes a lot of noise got that good side to side action and i mean they were slamming that thing it wasn't like they were just like kind of popping at it um they were real aggressive uh, and one of those fish actually helped me upgrade but 
That uh, yeah. that's cool, man. I, I hope it works for you, and then I'll be going to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> if it works, I can guarantee you, I'll be buying. There were it was like eight bucks, so that's yeah. what I was saying. It was a it was a touch expensive. I don't normally buy eight dollar baits. Right. Um, I know that's on the cheap side for a lot of people, and there's there's people like Andy listening right now that are laughing at the <laughs> fact that I'm I'm scoffing at an eight dollar bait, but um, right. That that's that's pretty expensive for me. So we will. We will see, and I will report back to everybody um, how it goes. So sweet, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited. I'll probably put it on like a medium action rod with like some like some uh, ten twelve pound like monofilament or fluorocarbon or something. Probably monofilament so that it gets a little bit of. I don't rip it out of their mouth when they hit it, but um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Cool. Well, I hope it works for so. you. Yeah, dude. What do you say we wrap this up and send people on their way? And Yeah, let's do um, it. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be doing, like we told you before, we're going to be doing some weekly updates, and we're going to do these after each week. So this week is the first week. Uh, there's We've kind of, I guess technically, we've already given you kind of some updates on the inches here, but not everybody's had an opportunity to fish. So stay tuned next week for another episode where we are going to break down the rising leaders, the upsets that we have seen occur, the the people that have come out of nowhere. And uh, we've got some awesome guests lined up. I, I'm not going to go into detail, but we, Chase and I, have been on, on the hustle bus here lately, and we've got some awesome stuff lined up. And I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you're enjoying the summertime, getting out there and fishing. We've gotten some great feedback on this fishing content, which I admittedly, Chase, I was a little bit, uh, you know, worried that uh, stepping into the fishing realm would, would, would not be well received. But thus far, everybody has been thrilled about it. So we're going to keep this mix up and through the summertime. And uh, until next time, guys, get outside, go enjoy the outdoors, subscribe to this podcast, leave us a rating review, and do us a favor and tell your friends about the podcast. That's how we grow. We live and buy, die by your recommendation, and we'll see you next week. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.